Hey everyone, you're listening to the Faith is a Journey podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Herman, and a brand new episode starts soon. I hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Faith is a Journey podcast. We are on episode 5. Episode is titled Faith and Fitness. You know, faith has played a huge role in my life this year. Uh, you know, being saved, being baptized, and really growing consistency in my Bible study, uh, my research, my reading. But I'm also reminded how much fitness has also played an important role in my life. You know, up to this point and through school, a majority of my life has always been focused around sports and fitness. Uh, started playing sports at a very young age playing basketball and going to different basketball camps I think I started around four started playing football in the first grade played for a couple years we moved schools um, and then from sixth grade all the way through my senior year in high school I played football and participated in track and field played uh, recreation league you know softball and basketball and also intramurals in college and Growing through sports and fitness, you know, really created a tight-knit circle of friends and family. Um, And I think that's kind of where we go with, you know, our faith as well. We build that tight-knit circle. We have our friends, and our friends become family through our faith. And that's kind of why I'm I'm really excited about this episode, because it touches a lot on my heart and my life and I didn't have to do a whole lot of research on this one it's something that I can just kind of talk about put some notes down um, find some more scripture that that focuses on fitness and our physical body more than our spiritual body Um, so again I am really excited about this one going back to the purpose of this episode and, and kind of the history that I have you know, I talked about playing sports growing up and everything, and really my journey through fitness started after I graduated high school, um, where I wasn't in that routine anymore. I didn't have morning workouts four days a week. I didn't have practices every day after school. So going to college was an entirely different atmosphere. I had never really thought thought about playing college sports, never really had a thought about being a professional athlete. Um, it just wasn't going to be in the cards, but I loved, you know, learning about sports. I loved, you know, the science behind, you know, weightlifting and, um, you know, our stretch classes that we had and, you know, some of the yoga and stuff that we did. I loved, you know, the body mechanics behind it. But I also loved, you know, the friends that I made along the way. Um, And then some of the other lifelong lessons that you have, you know, from discipline and motivation, you know, having a more positive attitude, your sportsmanship, your teamwork, and so on and so on. And all those years that I played sports and, you know, working out, I've learned so much more about myself, you know, during each of those seasons from, you know, football the two days in the summer full pads and it's hot and it's humid you know 
you're just hitting on each other and, and full go practices and, and tackle five days a week. Like the toll that it takes on your body is excruciating. But the lessons of getting knocked down and getting back up, being on time, being there for your teammates, being there for the man next to you, you know, some of those lifelong lessons carry into everyday life. So I'm very excited to take a deeper look into, you know, how faith has played a role in sports and fitness um, and also point out a few athletes in today's world that put God first. And I would recommend sports as such a great tool for life. You know, you don't have to be the next Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, all these great athletes that have that we've seen growing up. That doesn't have to be your first goal. That doesn't have to be the thing that you strive for the most. Like as I said earlier, there's so many important life lessons that you learn from sports. I had a great varsity football coach through high school. He, you know, I think he had 700 wins by the time he retired. You know, a great winning percentage. But the thing he he prided himself more on creating good young men. You know, of course, winning, going to state playoffs. You know, those things are great. But being able to have your your players come back and coach on the sideline with you or see the kids that you coached come back for alumni events and homecoming and seeing, you know, them raising a family and and seeing the success that they had off the field, you know, is, is tenfold in greatness. Winning is great for a season, but creating lifelong memories and creating good men carries itself for generations you know some of the things I touched on earlier on some of those life lessons you know continuing on is being on time you know you you have to be at practice on time you have to be at your game on time or what happens if you're late you get penalized you know it's the same thing when you're out in the workforce being on time for work is important and it's it it's something that I pride myself on, you know, just being a few minutes early. You know, you get to prepare your day a little bit better. Having a more positive attitude in life, self-discipline, you know, fighting through adversity, the good sportsmanship, accountability. Those things are, are fantastic that need to be taught and learned at a very young age, and they'll carry you th- through life. Like I mentioned earlier, after I graduated high school, I lost that organization of, of sports and fitness. And it took me a while to find, you know, a routine and, and to find a way to stay active. I was fortunate that we had a great rec program at my college, and it happened to be right across the street from my dorm for two years. So I would, I'd be at the rec center, you know, five, six days a week, depending on my schedule work out early in the morning before my classes and I liked that because that was similar to what we did in high school we'd have our morning workouts lift and conditioning and then we were right there at school and it, and it really helped 
you know, wake me up, get me ready for the day, um, have more focus, could be more attentive in class, just have a, have a better outlook on the day. And even to this day, much, many years later, I have found that being able to work out in the morning, no matter what the night before was, if you didn't sleep well, you know, you were out hanging out with friends, just anything that was going on, but you didn't have the night of rest that you thought you needed, pull yourself out of bed, go for a run or for a walk, go to the gym, lift something heavy, and see how your day changes. I'll be one to tell you that I think it's great. I think it's amazing to work out first thing in the morning. I also work out at night for different circumstances. If I've had a crappy day, there's a lot weighing on my mind. You know, I'll go into the gym late at night, put the headphones on, turn the music up, and just get after it. And that's an entirely different workout than the morning workouts. And more recently, I found getting back into my fitness life and having that routine that when I am physically stronger and I feel physically better, that I'm mentally stronger, I can hold more on my shoulders, I can put more on my chest, and I'm mentally stronger, so then it's, I'm, I'm faithfully strong. I'm open to my faith and I'm, I'm more attentive to a Bible study. I'm more, more willing to go and do different research. And I've put on a couple posts, you know, just a little equation that it was, you know, physically strong plus mentally strong equals faithfully strong. And I want to see if you can take that into your life as well. Get your physical body to be strong and see how that carries over into your mental side of things and your mental health. And when those two come together, see if that brings your faith into a bigger perspective and see that you're also going to be strong in your faith and that you will be stronger in your faith when the other two are in line. Being a sports nut and a sports fanatic and loving all kinds of different games, you know, you fall in love with different athletes and you always hear pre-game, post-game athletes that always say, you know, I thank God and, and God did this and growing up you hear that and you're like, okay, cool, you know, they're religious, they, they want to thank God. And this was also a time, you know, before social media. So you just kind of took it as their word. But it's interesting to see, you know, someone go out, have a fantastic game, score a bunch of points, you know, do what they need to do to have their team win. And then they come in and, you know, say, thank God, I wouldn't do it without God. But then you see them all over social media going the opposite direction. And sinning and going against God and it and the two just didn't go together like you were doing you were doing things and saying things for people to to see you and believe you and to love you and think that you were the best ever and you and you put 
God in the way is a blinder of your true actions and intentions. But I think what really changed, you know, in the last 10, 15 years or so is Tim Tebow. You know, love him and hate him for what school he went to. He beat your team. He didn't pan out in the NFL, you know, whatever it was. Didn't pan out to be a baseball player. But I think in doing my research for this one, you look at Tim Tebow that when he said he had full faith in God and that he thanked God and he prayed before and after every single game, like, that was the guy you knew he meant it. That was... That was the first one that I can really think of that he wasn't afraid to show off his faith. He wanted to reach out to everyone about his faith. You know, it was a thing when I was in high school, like the T-bowing, you know, you get down on one knee and you bow your head and in celebration or or whatever it might have been. But it's funny when you look at what he did with the eye black when he was at Florida for the national championship game. Um, you know, John three sixteen. it's, it was the most looked up by, um, Bible verse in a 24 hour time period. There was a, a stat that said when he wore John three sixteen in an NFL game, you know, he had 316 passing yards, he averaged 31.6 yards per pass. Like all these stats came up and everything was 316 or 31.6 or 3.16. Everything dealt with 316 in some way, shape, or form. And I think that just shows how powerful God is in your belief. That you believe something. And you want to share that message so much that he is there. So I just want to share, you know, that I've talked about John 3.16 so much. For you that don't know it or you or you love it, I just want to share that message with you real quick on what Tim Tebow wore on his eye black. So John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Again, John 3.16. You know how powerful your message must be if a single Bible verse is the most looked up thing in a 24-hour period and you wore it during a football game. It's unbelievable. Absolutely love it. The next person who I'm... I didn't really like in college... But he was more kind of quiet, not very vocal, kind of just did his thing and moved on. But I really am growing to like C.J. Stroud, quarterback for the Houston Texans. Probably know him, quarterback for Ohio State. Um, I just, he's so calm and collected under pressure on the field, the way he presents himself off the field. You know, he, he quotes scripture. Um, on social media, he has Bible verses and and the messages that he relates. Like, again, I think he's genuine when he thanks God during his press conferences, and I think it's hard to 
I think it's hard to find genuine anymore. I think it's hard to find people that really want to put their faith out there and share that message to everyone. And I think that he does that very well. That he knows where his faith is. He knows where he stands. He wants to reach out to as many people as he can. But he's not going to shy away from the people that are non-believers or the naysayers. He's going to do what he believes is best. And he's going to follow that path and that plan that God has set for him. I have an athlete that was under some scrutiny during COVID, um, playing in the NBA, took a stand during Black Lives Matter, took a stand during the pandemic and the, the bubble, the play-in bubble in Orlando, and this is Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic. I point him out because just recently for this season he has created his own signature shoe now normally when you think of signature shoe in the nba you know you have nike you have adidas you have under armor people are then going overseas and getting like anta um, or other chinese markets and getting signature shoes but jonathan isaac went against the grain and created his own signature shoe. Um, and if you look it up, just Jonathan Isaac shoe Judah. I think it's I think it's a really nice looking shoe. Um, and I would recommend taking a look at it and reading some of those reviews. That I've heard some really good things about the shoe as well. Not just the shoe itself and being able to perform, but just look at the message that's behind it. In a time when you need to be so mainstream. You need to follow the status quo. You know, Nike, Adidas. If you're not in the name brand, you know, no one's going to look at you. Well, look at Jonathan Isaac. If you can go out and perform well in the NBA and have your own signature shoe that's not Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or any of the other brands, I'm going to tip my hat to you. So I'm, I'm glad I'm putting focus on that. Um, and mentioning the Judah shoe that, that he's come up with. My last person, I think, you know, like him, hate him, wherever you stand, that he is a man of God. And I'm talking about Deion Sanders. Now, you might chuckle, laugh, you know, shut this episode down, wherever you stand on him. You can call him big-headed or arrogant, egotistical, whatever. But I, I don't think that you'll find another person that is as genuine as he is either. He speaks his mind. He speaks the truth. Like it or hate it, you're going to get the truth out of Dion. He's quoted scripture in multiple press conferences He's put scripture on team workout shirts. He has scripture on his office walls. And I think he's raising his kids in a faith-filled home. So, you know, put any negative thoughts that you have on Dion and, you know, hearing him talk a lot and the way he sounds or the way he looks or any of the other crap that you think 
is in Dion's baggage, put that off to the side, and just listen to a press conference. Listen to his interactions with his family. I I think he's just a very genuine person. He's going to put God first. He puts his faith in his family. And he came out and said in a press conference, and, and that's why I put him on this list. You know, it's it's basically... In his own words, he used the scripture from Psalm 118, verse 6. You know, the Lord is with him. He will not be afraid. You know, God created him, so what can humans do? You know, he put that in his own words on a press conference that who does he have to fear than God himself? And, and putting that out there for national media, the news, you know, opponents anyone that that might be against him he's putting god first and i think that's what we all need to do so as we move away from you know looking at some of those story points and and the athletes that i really wanted to focus on four four verses of scripture the first one is from luke chapter 1 verse 37 it's one of my favorite verses when I started reading the Bible that I highlighted almost immediately, which states, For no word from God will ever fail. Again, from Luke one thirty-seven, For no word from God will ever fail. I don't think you have to know much about the Bible or know much about Christianity to understand that you know, it's very simple. When God speaks, listen. You know, our life is, is in his plan. And his plan will not fail. Our next verse comes from Psalm 118, verse 6. Now, just what I mentioned from Dion, and using that in an open press conference, where the verse reads, The Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Again, from Psalm 118, verse 6. The Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? This is another verse that needs no explanation. It's very simple to read and very you know, very understanding to the point. You know, we're we're reminded that the truth is the Lord, and the Lord is for us and with us. We no longer need to give in to fear. We don't need to give in to people. You know, the Lord is in our hearts and in our soul. Who can put fear into us and who can hurt us? The Lord is with us. And that that just shows how great he is. The next verse that I, I picked, um, it's overplayed. I think it's used a lot, but I think it's simple. And sometimes we just need simple in our life. So this line is from Philippians 4.13, which, as you know, it's, I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. And depending on the, the version that you're reading, um, the wording is a little bit different, but, you know, I can do all things, all things through him that gives me strength is another one. And... Reading this, you know, it reminds me of another saying that goes, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And I think 
that's it's just life in general you know this is not just for the Christianity this is you know for anyone in life that in every situation in life especially the tough ones we we have our beliefs and we have our faith that the Lord will give us our strength the tough times don't last don't last the tough people do the tough people get their strength and they use that strength to get through tough times and they know that if tough times come again that they're strong enough to deal with it and move on no trial or tragedy or is too hard to face not when you have Jesus Our last verse for this episode comes from 1 Timothy 4 8 again from 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8 for physical training is of some value but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and for the life to come again from 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8 and in this verse Paul is comparing the physical training of an athlete with your spiritual training for godliness He's not saying, you know, physical fitness is bad. He's, he understands the point that physical fitness is good for our body. You know, we should be treating our body well. God gave us one body for our life on earth. But it's more important to remember that our spiritual training is important because of its eternal value. We should use our body as, as a way to say thanks to God for giving us this life and treat our body well. And want to spend as much time on earth as we can. But no, with all of our physical training, we should also do our spiritual training twice or three times as much. Because we have eternal life after our physical life. And our spiritual life will take us much farther than what our physical life will take us. So as we start to kind of wrap up and and go through our understanding of the episode and move into our our prayer point for tonight, I just want to remind you of the little equation that I came up with. For me in my own life, when I'm physically strong, my mental health gets stronger and gets tougher. So I look, when I'm physically strong, I'm also mentally strong. And that equals being faithfully strong. And if you don't take anything else out of this episode with you, if you don't remember a single thing, I, I want to encourage you to remember that, that little equation. Be physically strong, be mentally strong, and you will be faithfully strong. <clears throat> In fitness and in our faith, I want you to remember just a few things. One, I want you to remain strong in Christ. Start each day by asking Him to help you. And number two, listen to God, not the naysayers. There's no explanation needed for that one. You hear it every day. You read it every day throughout your Bible. Listen to God. Don't listen to the the naysayers. Don't listen to don't listen to the non-believers. God is our way through life. Number three, stay the course. Our life is a battle. 
in those tough days and those tough workouts, you need to remember our goals and stay the course. And then number four, keep the faith. We tune out the noise and focus on those goals. You need to decide, commit, take action, and keep the faith. A few of the things that help me, not just in my Bible study and, and through my faith, but also in fitness is having a routine. You know, before we moved and I, I was working so much and I, I couldn't get into a gym, I was just so exhausted and, and making those excuses. But the one thing that I didn't have is I didn't have a routine and I didn't have a schedule to work around those important things. So my routine in my faith was around a Bible study in the morning taking time to pray and, and then being able to go throughout the rest of my day and go to work and, and do those things that I needed to do. So just like having that routine in faith, have a routine in your fitness life as well. Find a routine that best fits for that schedule and stick to it. Don't have your routine bounce back and forth. Like I mentioned earlier, I love being able to wake up early and get to the gym. I find that not very many people are at the gym. They don't want to wake up, you know, before they need to. But for me personally, I find being able to get to the gym early helps me wake up, helps me get motivated, helps me get ready for the rest of the day, and I feel more empowered. I feel like I can take on anything. Good workouts, bad workouts. I got a workout done and and I'm ready to go attack the day. Another big thing I, I like is the accountability factor that comes with it. Just like building a routine, when you stick to that routine, you're holding yourself accountable to that routine. I found having an accountability partner in faith, you know, having a Bible study with someone that's not in the same room as you, whether you do Zoom calls or just over the phone calls, having an accountability partner not just through faith but in fitness is huge finding a workout buddy someone that might be a little bit faster than you a little bit stronger than you someone that pushes you just a tiny bit more than what you push yourself i'm remembered of a time when you know the best golfers that i play against are just a little bit better than myself I'm not going out and playing with people that are on the PGA Tour. That's unrealistic. I have buddies that are just a little bit worse than me. And I have buddies that are a little bit better than me. If I have the option, I will always pick to play with a person that's a little bit better than me. They push me to be a little bit better than I was the last time I played. So find that workout buddy that's just a little bit better than you at what you want to do and watch that they will push you just a little bit more than you'll push yourself and it's really not even that noticeable the other thing I like and I saw when taking notes and doing some research for this episode the accountability you know if you can't find a workout partner um, but you're trying to motivate yourself to stay consistent Sign up for a race, you know, sign up for 
a 5k, a 10k, half marathon, marathon, whatever, you know, wherever your fitness level is at, sign up for a race. There's not going to be a better form of accountability than knowing that you need to be prepared come race day. And you'll know when you get to that, that starting line, whether or not you hold yourself accountable or not, depending on how you feel, you know, time that that gun goes off. That's huge motivation and huge accountability. Every little thing you do to incorporate fitness into your life will pay off over time. In order to see those results, take action and remain faithful day in and day out. Just like I said earlier, you know, every day comes with its ups and downs, its highs and its lows. Some days it's a struggle. Some days, you know, you, you felt like you got hit by a truck and, and some days you wake up and you're ready to just run through a brick wall. But remain faithful. You know, stay committed to your goals and keep your faith and everything is going to work out, you know, the way it should be. So before I close out, I just want to finish with our prayer for tonight. So if you would pray with me. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will show yourself to those that need you most in their lives. I pray for everyone listening that they can instill a fitness routine in their lives just the same as their spiritual routine. And Father God, you gave us one body and we should take care of that body while we are here on your earth as a thank you for all that you do for us. I pray that you will be with us in our journey to make ourselves better in your image and that you will be there in times of ease and struggle to remind us that you will always be there for us. I am reminded daily that I need you today, tomorrow, and forever. And in your name, amen. Thank you everyone so much for listening. You know, stay tuned for new episodes and new content on our Instagram page. Thank you so much.